the Sustainable Voice, bringing you big successes from small places worldwide. This week, we're going back in time a little bit. You know, we've always talked about big successes in small places, and we talked about the micro level in terms of what's happening in specific countries and what's happening in specific areas. I wanted to actually get into something on a more macro on, on a more macro level uh, and, and just on the broad scope. And this is just probably the most basic concept, but one that needs explaining just because of what we're seeing out there. So as you guys know, I've grown up traveling, um, you know, from Africa and everything else. And one of the things that's really stuck out to me is this whole notion of giving back. Yeah, it's a great concept, but the question is never asked. And one that I love asking is, well, define giving back. Do you want to give back for the sake of giving back? Meaning, are you giving back or do you want to be seen giving back? And you ask that to most people, they hate that question, right? That they'll say, oh, I've never, what do, you, what do you mean by this? What are you talking about? What are you possibly, what can you possibly be saying about this? Here's the thing. It's actually a question that's relevant and needs answering, right? Do you want to be seen giving back or do you want to give back? I remember I had a, you know, a friend of mine talked to me about the story about how one of his relatives had passed away and there was this big, you know, group chat happening with the family and whatnot. His friends was telling me about that, you know, all of a sudden this one relative that passed away, nobody had seen the relative for 20 years. Nobody had talked to, to him or her. Nobody had actually gone into it. And then all of a sudden the relative passes away and it's, oh, we're going to do this in that person's name. We're going to do this in that person's name. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? And the question then becomes, well, are you doing it now? And, and the right question was asked because my friend was telling me that the widow posed the question that everybody was wondering. Well, if you're willing to do it now, where were you for 20 years? How come you didn't do it 20 years ago? And then that got me thinking, well, you know what? In this notion, we talked about conscious travel. We talked about the responsible, the socially responsible traveler, the, 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 the conscious comeback as, as a colleague of mine says in the industry. Uh, that's all great and it's positive it's, it's positive. But really you got to be honest with yourself. you got to ask this question, well why am I doing this? And look, nobody wants to ask this question, right? Because if you're the one who says, well, let's see, I actually do it because I want to be seen doing it, you kind of come across like a jerk. Um, you know like well, you come across well, you know aren't you an a-hole? That's that's not what this is about. That's not what we're talking about here. The, the the focus here has to be on being honest with yourself in terms of you know, giving back versus being seen giving back. And it's not just you as a person. I've sat through countless presentations where the speaker just drones on about all the magnificent, magnificent stuff that, you know, magnificent stuff that they've done uh, all this time and all the magnificent stuff that they've, that they've accomplished and everything else. All, all great. But why are you bragging about yourself? If you really are doing all that stuff, you shouldn't need to say anything, right? I've always been the believer that those who say the least, the ones who do the most. That's actually some of the people that we've, we've you know, referenced and the people that we've showcased on this podcast, where we talk about some of their accomplishments from people you would have never heard about whether it's Walter with the robots or Sebas or whoever the case, but there's something there. Well, this is, this is what, what I'm getting at. If we go into a presentation and the speaker and that speaker had just asked herself, well, am I giving back because I want to give back or giving back because I want to be seen giving back? That might have altered her presentation. Imagine if somebody presented to you and said, you know what, I do it because I want to be seen doing it. 
but then explained why, right? Maybe they came from a life of privilege and they wanted to be seen giving back so others who lived a life of privilege could follow in their footsteps. Uh, or maybe they never believed in doing it and now they're doing it because they have to and hoping that someone turns into something they want to do. Who knows? But you got to open that conversation. You have to actually have that conversation. And I see it countless times. That friend of mine was talking about his, his relative that passed away and what the family was doing and whatnot. And, you know, all, all these different things. Isn't it great? Look at what we're doing. Isn't it wonderful? And they ended up insulting the widow and offending the widow, who obviously it's like putting salt on the wound, right? Why, why would you do that? Of course, it wasn't intended. But why would you do that? Whereas if that person had maybe asked, you know, why do I, you know, what, what do I, what do I think? You know, why am I doing this? You know, maybe it should have been something like, you know, I'm sorry, I haven't seen you in 20 years. Um, and I should have done this 20 years ago, but I believe he, you know, he or she is watching me and I want to make it right now. Different conversation, different context, different outcome, right? So, so Today, we want to talk about this. We, we've talked all these episodes about the different nature of sustainability and, and, and you know, just the challenges some of these countries face recovering from the pandemic. And even if they're running at full tilt, the fact that they, they, they have they've borrowed so much money and trying to be able to, 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 to get around that and tourism, in some cases, being the only sector that works properly. And that's something that we'll cover in a, in a later episode uh, in more detail. But you think about this, right? You think about the countries that we're talking about. Again, giving back versus being seen giving back. Some of the poorest countries in the world are dealing with the effects of hyperinflation. Yeah, we can say that. So it's basically where, you know, it's one where, oh, okay, because we borrowed so much money, we've actually got now issues of inflation like we have here. But hyperinflation, we're running out of money. This The sovereign debt has grown so large that there's no way of paying it off. You're basically robbing from Peter to pay Paul. Who knows? Whatever, whatever the case it is. But you've got to, let's say you're dealing with a country where tourism is the only industry out of 20 that's working properly. It's the largest contributor to the economy and it's the one that's keeping the whole country afloat. You know, let's say an example of that. Or, 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 or somebody who is going through a really tough time in terms of trying to restart tourism in a country like Peru, where uncertainty, geopolitical issues start derailed, derailed what was a juggernaut, derailed it completely. And trying to restart this machine and, and it's not easy, but having a hard time doing it. Somebody dealing with a country where maybe tourism is a new concept, teaching them how to do it. Somebody dealing with a country that fell so far down during COVID that coming getting back up is going to take more than a few years. It'll take a few decades because of what it felt like, right? And being able to go through that. All these challenges, all this stress on their head to, to, to support industry that supported them for 20 years and now restarting it. And then when we go into this whole giving back versus being seen giving back, could you imagine if you visited one of these countries and you're taking selfies as you're doing X, Y, and Z to give back, and the notion of the vibe you're giving off is these people are just here for photo opportunities? What kind of message are you sending to the local people there? What kind of message are they receiving? Well, intended or not, what kind of message are they receiving, right? That, that's something to think about. So I want you to ask yourself this question. Ask yourself, if you're in your car right now, if you're at home, if you're listening to me uh, at work, Think about this. Maybe you're on your evening stroll or your walk or whatever the case. Why do you give back? It's not in our inherent nature to be mean people. I mean, yeah, there's certain characteristics, obviously, but we're not born mean. It's a learned attribute. 
You know, we're not we're not born to be mean to each other. We're not born to be destructors. We grow into the role, unfortunately, but we're, that's not our, our nature. So why do you give back? You've got to ask that question and have an honest answer, an honest discussion with yourself without looking like you're talking to yourself on the, in, the, in, the, in public. But you got to really ask this question. Answer it and ask yourself in sincerity. Why are you giving back? If you say I'm giving back because I want to be seen giving back, in the right context, that doesn't make you a bad person. Now, I mean, obviously, certain answers to that question could be seen that way, but you got to deal with it in full context. You know, and, and yeah, it, it's tricky to ask that question and have an answer that seems like it's politically correct. But not asking the question is never the answer. Just simply ignoring the question is never the answer. I'll give you an example. Okay, so. All these people in 2019, these large, you know, peers and colleagues that, that I met, I heard this phrase over and over again for people I don't even know that, you know, in 2019, oh, sustainability is so important to us and we believe in, in doing something, giving back. The minute the pandemic hit, those same people who I never met, but who were on the, these, these pillars, just, just you know, uh, the, these the, uh, pillars just singing off the rooftop about how they care about this are now coming back and saying, no, 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 no. I don't, uh, I need to stay, stay in business first. I need, to, I need to survive first. That comes second. Wait a second. What happened to this being one of your pillars? And, and, and you see, the people who were true to themselves, who kept this as a pillar, if you look at them now, they have their growth has outpaced the ones who just did it for the sake of doing it. The, the, the way that they have grown back from the pandemic has just been meteoric versus the 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 the. the the, the ones who just did it for the sake of doing it, their rise has been mediocre. That's, that's the difference. Go back to 2019, 2018, when this topic was really becoming a major standpoint since the, you know, the, the, the Sustainable Development Goals came up in the United Nations. Imagine if that question had been asked in 2018, 2019, you know, before the pandemic. Where these where these companies were, were were running on just just high tilt, waiting we you know we're going to break all sorts of records. It's the decade of decadence. It's get that you name it. Before the rug got pulled out from under them, what if they had asked that question? Why, why am I giving back? Is it because something has happened in my life that scarred me for life or traumatized me to the point where I need to give back, or is it because? I want to be seen giving back because of context A, B, C, or D. What if they had asked that question? Now, some of you might think I'm crazy. Think about it for a second. Let's say company X in 2019, uh, you know, adopted sustainability because it was the thing to do for them and they wanted to get on the bandwagon. They saw this as the future of the market and the future of where their profits are going to be and the, the future of where their success was going to lie. I guess I'm not too dissimilar from all these car companies now getting on the electric vehicle bandwagon and having vehicles sit on their lot because they're not selling. Same concept, but let's say they, they do that, right? They had this con they had this conversation. Oh, we want to get on the bandwagon. And let's say they stopped and said, well, why are we doing this? Well, we're company X. We want to be seen doing it because there's so much greenwashing in our industry that we want to be seen doing it to say we're legit. We're legitimate. We're for real. We weren't that way. And we've been transformed by this movement. We didn't believe in this before. We believe in it now. That's a pretty fair answer. That's why you want to be seen giving back. Do you really think somebody's going to say, well, we want to really be seen giving back because I'm a jerk in real life. I don't really care about this stuff, but I'm doing it so I can just make you happy. Who's going to say that? 
mean, and, and, and if they say it, who really and truly believes that? Right? I mean, if, if, the, if everybody believed that, I mean, we, we would have faced Armageddon a long time ago, I guess. I mean, there's, and this is not to get political, obviously. So for those of you thinking, well, we're there right now, relax. Uh, this, is, this is just a point of context. So when we think about this, if, if these same companies who put sustainability as a backseat during their most difficult period, if they had asked that question as to why they're doing it before they started the journey, it might have actually helped them decide whether there was a priority back then or not. Could you imagine an internal communication a board meeting from a company saying, we're getting on the sustainability bandwagon. We're going to give it this much time to see if it warrants any growth. If it's not, we're going to adopt, we're going to abandon it, or we're going to adopt it, or whatever the case may be. Clear, transparent communication with your team, with your customers, internal, external, everything is great. Think about it from the context of, uh, of, of car companies, all these car companies that have joined, you know, they said, we're going to be completely electric by 2030 and 2025 and 2090 and whatever the figures are. How would you feel if you bought an electric car from them? And I'm not talking about the dominant ones, but the ones that are the, the large car companies that are getting on the EV bandwagon. And you bought a car from them because you believed that they actually were part of the movement. And then a year after you buy the car, they say, you know what? It's just not working for us. We're not selling enough cars. We put too much money into it. We're cutting bait and running. Do you feel like your morals have been violated? I would. Now imagine you're that person on the ground in that country that's affecting it, that's getting hyperinflation, that country where basically it's just dealing with all sorts of issues and you're being told, hey, I'm from company X, Y, and Z. I'm here to help you. I'm here because we believe in sustainability and da, 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 da. Not I believe because, just I believe. And then once the pandemic hit, you know what? I know we talked about those things in 2019, but you know what? The pandemic's going to occupy all the time. You know what? So we're going to have to revisit again. I'm sorry, later. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Think about the damage you've done. It's not just that person who says, well, I've been left out in, in the cold because they've been left out in the cold repeatedly, right? That's where they are in our, in our society. If, if they were not left out in the cold, they would have gotten help with this a long time ago. The fact that we have to step in to help means they were already left out in the cold. All right, so that's a non-starter. Well, maybe they'll say, well, you know, you betrayed me. They've been betrayed by society all along. That's a non-starter. But the thing that they'll come back and the thing that causes more damage is that they go to their friends, their neighbors, their kids, their elders, their whatever the case. I don't like tourism. Look at what this industry did. They keep promising things and never delivering on it. Why do we do this? We don't need tourists in our country. We'll do it ourselves. And then pandemic happens, border closes, every border opens, and, a, and an island like Easter Island basically says, nope, we don't want tourists here. Or we do want tourists, but we don't want, but we do want, and they stay closed for longer than anybody else. Chain reaction. Not all of it, but part of it, and a big part of it, from somebody along the way promising to do something for all the wrong reasons. And I'm not saying promising to do something for the sake of doing it, meaning being seen doing it, is all bad if it's in the right context. Again, in, in, in the right context point of, of, of explanation and the, and the right idea, the right channel, the right avenue, the right lane, absolutely. But if you don't ask the question, where does that leave you? If you don't ask the question as to why I'm doing this, I'll just give you two, three key examples. And that's just here. 
Jared, drawing a picture of the person on the ground who was like, oh, here we go. I'll, I'll tell you the story. A few years back, I was in a, a country in Africa and I was helping to build a road in this village. And I, I, I never, I'll never forget this, right? So we were, we were, had the, the, the concrete machine and we're mixing with water and we were putting it all down with the rocks and mixing it all together and everything. And I'll never, ever forget. I kept looking at some of the local villagers as we were doing the work and they weren't actually helping us. They were helping to pour the concrete, but then they were standing around some of them were giggling and laughing. So at first I was like, why are they giggling and laughing? And some of the people in the group got upset and said, look, they're so entitled and look, they're making us do the work and whatnot. So that doesn't sound right. These people clearly need the road because the state of that road was in pretty bad shape. They clearly need this road. So they, shouldn't, they wouldn't be laughing at somebody coming in to help. Do they know why we're here? Well, yeah, they know we're here to build a road. And so somebody came and told me, yeah, but do they know why we're here? I said, yeah, I just said they're here because they know we're gonna build the road. No, you don't understand. That's why the concrete's here, why the rocks are here, why the, why the shovels are here, why the, why the chain link of, the, of, of operation we have is here. But you haven't asked the question and you haven't answered either. Why are we here? They're asking the right question. Hmm. We're here because we wanna be seen being here because of A, B, C, X, Y, Z, or we're here because we lived in a village like this and we had the same problem. We don't want you to go through that. Shouldn't we have an answer that is true to who we are? That's such a, such a key thing. You know, so when we talk about the, the you know, all these countries are going through, if you're going to put sustainability as a backseat, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not judging you. I'm simply saying that shouldn't you have asked yourself the question of why we're doing this in the first place and had a concrete answer. So when you do put it in the backseat, you say, well, I'm doing it to be seen, seen doing it. Uh, I'm being sustainable for the sake of being sustainable, but I am giving myself a four-year timeline. If it doesn't work in four years, then clearly I'm not the answer and I'll do whatever. Okay. Not something I agree with, but at least you're being honest. Right? I mean, that, that's what this is about. At least you're being honest with yourself, with others, with whoever, at least you're being honest. That's the key. There's a second part of this as well. And this is the part I chuckle with. I was sitting in a presentation once and I heard the key speaker, a different key speaker, not, not the one that I talked about earlier. She was presenting to this group of really intelligent individuals, people that are leaders in this industry, leaders in sustainability. And, and I guess she wanted to assimilate with the group because she came in and I, maybe she bit off more than she can chew. Maybe she tried to, to, to cover a topic that wasn't, wasn't, wasn't really in her wheelhouse because her, her data was old. Uh, the data was, not, uh, the data was not, not what I think they were expecting, but that's a different topic. But she said something that I vehemently disagree with. She said, sustainability is no longer an option. Yes, it is. You're choosing to listen to me right now. You don't have to. I'm choosing to present and, 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 and talk to you right now on my podcast. I don't have to. Yes, it is. Sustainability is very much an option. It's not, op it's not something that's mandatory. Right? We don't have it written in our bylaws or constitution or anything like that. Only Namibia and a couple of other countries have that. So it is optional. And you think villainizing, and I, I remember I talked with that presenter, I said, you think villainizing companies that don't adopt it is your way of doing things? You're publicly shaming them and that's actually your, your answer? This, this is so, so short-sighted. Shouldn't you use that time if somebody is not sustainable? Say, why are you not sustainable? 
Why are you sustainable? And then ask the second question. Since you're doing this and not doing this, if you were to do it, or if you are doing it, would you do it because you want to do it or because you want to be seen doing it? Please be honest. There's no, you're not going to get villainized because you've already made it a safe place. Then listen to the answer. Everybody is going to have, or I shouldn't say everybody, but most people are going to have a solid reason for what they choose. Somebody who chooses to not be sustainable, you're going to villainize them. You're simply pushing them away, further and further away. And more importantly, you're making them a martyr. Because then at that point, more people join their viewpoint, all because you decided to say, I'm going to publicly shame them, puff your chest out and act like you're the authority. Why? What for? Ask them why. Ask them why they're doing it. And just listen for the answer. There's something in their context. Then be their guide. Help them. Help them understand the journey. So when, when, when something turns challenging, they don't just step up and say, well, you know, it's not a, no longer a priority for us because of the, the chain reaction to those decisions that I just showed you in a brief moment. Every one of us has a proud moment around sustainability. Every one of us, even the ones who are not involved in sustainability, if you have a breakthrough that maybe gets you to change your mind or somebody changes it for you, whether it's the next generation, whether it's a peer, whether it's a coworker, whatever the case, somebody changes your mind, that's a breakthrough worth celebrating. And if you change your mind at the last minute and said, you know what, I actually changed my mind, I believe in sustainability, would you like to be told Thank you so much. That's fantastic. We're so glad to have you. Or would you like to be told, finally, it's about time you got with the program. It's not optional anymore. Which one do you embrace when which one do you walk away and just close the door never to come back? So if you're one of those people listening who is who literally comes out and says, well, it's no longer optional. It's no longer. Yes, it is. Everything in life is optional. Nothing is mandatory except what's the phrase? Except death and taxes. Everything is optional except for death and taxes. I choose to be a good father. I choose to be a good husband because that's an option. I could be a horrible father. I could be a deadbeat husband. I don't choose to be that. I choose to be a responsible father. I choose to be a responsible husband. I choose to be a responsible podcast host. I choose to be somebody who lives my life the right way. So do you. Everything's optional. So when we're talking about giving back versus being seen, being seen giving back, the, this whole notion of sustainability is no longer optional. That needs to be stricken from the record. It, it, it's not efficient, nor is it accurate in life and in practice. It is optional. It is very much optional. And we should be embracing companies that are thinking about it and asking them why they're doing it. And if they say, well, I really believe this, but didn't know how to do it. And that's actually something that's really key because the biggest question we get from everybody who wants to join us, I don't know where to start. So you're going to publicly shame somebody who's thinking about where to start, but they're telling you, I don't know where to start. I don't know where this begins. And your answer, instead of saying, let me help you, is to basically say, let me help you, but there's a couple of hooks that come with this. You better do what I'm telling you, or I'm going to publicly shame you. Really? You better do this because it's no longer optional. At what point do they give you an obscene gesture and walk away from you because you believe in something so just so accurately not factual, right? That that's something that's really key. For me, for example, I, I remember so this was Sunday night, so uh, the weekend it was Sunday night. I was working on something, doing some some coursework. I'm taking some some advanced level courses just because I I'm bored, not 
I have enough things to do, but clearly I need more work, like I need a hole in my head. This is a graduate course on, on machine learning, something I've always been intrigued by. And, you know, I, and, and something that, I, that I've, I've been really immersing myself in the last few years, just because I wanted to know, not because I wanted to become a coder or, or anything like that, just because I love math. I, I really enjoy math and I wanted to learn more. I wrote my first algorithm uh, based on sustainability just a few nights ago. And I got to share it with my wife and children. And I got to share it with people that I work with. Like I wrote my first algorithm, this is what it's going to do, this is how it's going to work, and it's like, wow, this is really cool. It's a classical machine learning case, and it works It works amazingly well, that's great, okay. What if that person had told me, I'm glad you came up with this, you better put it to use, and, and you know, it's not optional. You got to make sure you do it, and if, you, if, if it doesn't work, then you know what, I'm going to publicly shame you. And I'll just put it away and say, you know what, forget it, don't need to do it. That's, that's what I'm talking about. We have to ask why. Publicly shaming just simply doesn't matter. Nobody will answer the question of why they're giving back if, you, if the threat is there to publicly shame them or humiliate them. Who's going to be honest with you, whether it's your children or your friends? Who's going to be honest with you when you ask them why you're doing something if the threat of being publicly shamed or the threat of saying that something is not optional is looming over your head? You just a simple stay quiet and say, yeah, forget it. I'm not really going to get involved here. That's, that's huge. That's the whole point. You know, if, if, you're, if you're joining a movement, right, for the, for the right reasons, instead of just going along with, from peer pressure, right, you want to join for the right reasons. And, and think about this, right? If you're joining a movement for those right reasons, you're joining a movement because you believe in sustainability, great, fantastic. If you're joining the movement because of peer pressure, then you're the first one who's going to stop and say, you know what, things are hard, forget it, I'm going to do it. But you're also the person we should be paying the most attention to and not telling you, I'm glad you're here. It's optional. I'm glad you gave in to the peer pressure. It's not optional anymore. Remember that. And if you, if you mess up, I'm going to publicly shame you. If you don't do this, we're going to publicly shame you. Really? Really? I thought cyberbullying and everything else that came with it was something that we tried to avoid. But if we're one of these sustainable warlords that actually sits up and starts actually getting people to say, you're not sustainable, I'm going to publicly shame you and call you out. I'm going to do this and this and this and this, or, or the ones who get on different chat groups. And when a company announces something that they're doing, you're jumping on, you're saying, well, this company is garbage and doing this and da, 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 da. Why would they do it? Why would they then join the very movement that you were asking them to join? But then when they joined, you basically annoyed them and pushed them out with the threat of being publicly ridiculed and, and eviscerated. Why do it? I thought sustainability was supposed to be a safe place. I thought it's supposed to be about discussions in a safe, in a safe environment. I thought it's about discussions in, in, in what comes in. Think, think about this, okay? And, and a friend of mine was part of this panel that decades ago invented the phrase ecotourism. They came up with the phrase, invented it, and they, he, he was part of that panel that invented it. He's, he's like a brother to me. And he and I have talked for a long time. I've learned from him, and I'm, I'm like a, a sponge around him, listening to everything he says. Um, and some of you may even know who I'm talking about. He's just he's an amazing guy. You, you think about this. Imagine if on that round table, they were talking about ecotourism, somebody that came up with it. And then somebody said, all right, you better use this phrase properly or you're gonna be publicly shamed and you're gonna be villainized. And, and you know what, I'm not gonna, and you're not gonna take it there. We're, you're gonna, it's no longer, it's not optional. We've agreed to it here, it's not optional. You're gonna to have to do it the right way. Who would, I actually, this person right here, because I've seen him, he's from Jersey. He would walk out and say, you know what? Forget it, we don't need to do this. 
I was in a I was in a in a in a workshop talking about budgetary meetings and budgetary issues along around running a travel company and how to associate different ratios and whatnot to have a financial you know a financial picture and a responsible financial picture. And the I remember one of the people we were talking about sustainability, and the one person that was in this group looked at me with disdain and said, "We have to define what it means first, as if he was holier than thou." Okay. Well, we have 17 pillars in the United Nations that are part of that definition. But did you really have to go that way with me? I, I actually got up and left the, left the group and said, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go help somebody who's more creative. If, I, you know, if you're going to sit here and act like you know more than everybody, and if I say something, you're going to treat it like it just, it, it's not worth it. Well, what's the point? Why, why, why do it? Why, why do those kinds of things? And that, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I. That's what I. I want to make sure we get it. We get across, right? Just basically coming through and, and asking them to join for the right reasons. Again, whether they're giving back because they want to be seen doing it, or just doing it because of some scar, or or some experience, or some dark moment in their life, whatever the reason is, you've got to actually welcome them in and give them the show them why they're doing it, the right reasons versus showing them the wrong reasons or having helping them define the wrong reasons. Give them the right reasons to stay, not the wrong reasons to go, right? And that, that's really, really key. It's important. I mean, right now, I teach classes on this, on, on how to use different models and Venn diagrams to get people in, in the travel industry to understand what their sustainable code is, what their sustainable mission is, and how to build around that, helping using different workshops, taking them to a moment in their life, and giving them a mathematical equation around that, because I do like math and helping them define what their sustainable bucket is, their, their development goal is, and building everything that they believe to be around that, embracing them and saying, no, you're new to this, that's great. Let's help you find where to start. We talk about start where you are. Let's find what where means. And this is the workshop that I teach. And, and we go through models and I've gotten so many letters from people who said, you know what? I was skeptical about this. I didn't think I knew a lot about it. And, and I was skeptical about doing it because I was worried about failing. You took away my fear of failure. We get letters from people. You took away my fear of failure. You put me in a safe place where I could actually start thinking practically, start thinking and, and using my imagination, using my creativity, because there was nothing hovering over my head. I was completely free. One person in particular in, in my class actually was the same person who years ago said, yeah, we don't really believe in that. That's, it seems like it's a hoax. Now she changed. Nobody sat with her and said, it's not optional. I don't care what you believe. It's not optional. If we sit there and tell people it's no longer an option and you have to do this, and if you don't do it, I'm going to publicly shame you and all sorts of social media channels, we're no better than the people who think it's a hoax. We're no better. So a movement is supposed to be inclusive. A movement or, or an ideology is supposed to be inclusive inclusive of people who believe in what you're saying and people who don't believe that maybe someday will. It's not supposed to be one where it's a hard line that says, do this or else. You can't be sustainable and you can't believe in sustainability with a gun to your head. It just doesn't work. You have to be free-minded. It has to come through your own volition. And if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. And if it's not perfect, it's not perfect. But you're starting somewhere. So if you've, ever, if you've ever done that, if you walked into, let's say, for example, a hotel who says they're sustainable, there's plastic bottles everywhere. 
Yeah, okay. You can talk to them and say, listen, you guys say this. But to get on your favorite social media channel and just, just completely blow them out of kingdom come and say, look, look at this hotel. This isn't sustainable, but I see four bottles of plastic water here and da-da-da-da. How could they do this? And what? Really? That's somebody's job that you're messing with. That's somebody's income, somebody's livelihood, somebody's pride that you're messing with. The very definition of what sustainability is not. Right? The very definition of, you know, which is the opposite of sustainability. If you're sitting there and trying to basically villainize somebody and just completely destroy them where they lose their job or they lose their business because you publicly shamed them, that doesn't make you sustainable. That makes you a bully. And I recorded this because I don't like bullies. I never have and I never will. And, and nobody else does either, obviously. So don't be one. Be logical. Be inclusive. Ask questions. Help people along the journey. Care for them. That's so important. Remember, in some of these poorest countries that were where tourism exists, tourism is the only sector that's working well. Everything else is falling apart. Right? Everything else is just is not working. The country could be running out of cash quickly or has borrowed money from everybody and can't pay it back. And tourism is the only revenue stream coming in because everything else is dealing with hyperinflation, supply chain issues, and cost of living increases, and that's a shutdown. Be inclusive. Help people on the journey. Be a guide. Be, be somebody who teaches them, who is a confidant, not somebody who puts a gun to their head and says, do it my way or else. Don't be a bully. Be a beacon. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to The Sustainable Voice. If you have a success story of your own, please reach out and share it with us. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.